So my guest today is Jamie Morin. Um, his Instagram page is called Body Smart Fitness. He is a personal trainer. He's a specialist in nutrition, wellness, working out all the way from Liverpool. And I fell in love with his work because it's so real. It's so honest. And he even uses the hashtag cut the bullshit. And I think, and I always say that, Cat on the Loose is about sex, dating, and relationships. And I think a huge part of how we interact with other people, even like how we date, our relationships, our sex life, a big, big part of it has to do with how we feel about ourselves. So I really try to emphasize and come up with people that are inspirational, that are going to make us live healthier, better lives, because for sure it's going to increase the quality of the relationships you have with everyone around you. So I really hope you enjoy Jamie's interview. I try to pack as much information as I possibly could within this hour and follow his work, Body Smart Fitness. He does online training. He's absolutely amazing, crazy inspirational. If you are sitting out there and you're so discouraged, you have to lose some weight or even for health reasons, this is the kick you need. So enjoy it, put on your tennis shoes, move, do something you love, do it for you. Don't do it for the guy, the girl we have a crush on. Don't do it for anything that you see on social media. Do it for your well-being. Do it because you want to look in the mirror and feel and look amazing. Welcome to Cat on the Loose. And if you are new to this podcast, this is a disclaimer and fair warning. You are entering a 100% organic zone, never edited, never scripted podcast. If you don't like dogs... This podcast is probably not for you because Phoenix is around me 99% of the time. If you don't like noises from the real world, this podcast is probably not for you because we're not always in a perfect studio. Many times we're out and about with our guests where we actually live, work, interact, socialize. However, if you do love complete, honest, real, raw conversations, you might really enjoy it. Welcome to our fast-growing worldwide cat kingdom where we can talk freely openly no judgment about sex dating and relationships and anything else that comes about welcome i hope you enjoy it you're entering a real life podcast okay so this is really special because i am a huge 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 fan of my guest jamie moran body smart fitness no no sense no bullshit approach to being healthy working out and living just an all-around healthy lifestyle hi jamie thank you so much for doing cat on the loose hi guys thank you for having me pleasure it, to be here it's a huge honor you're in london correct i'm in liverpool so yeah. i'm up north not quite london <laughs> okay i you're think in... everyone who's from england uh, you're, you're in liverpool you're from london yeah you're in on liverpool the... yeah awesome so we have a big time difference i am very grateful for you doing that and like i said when i told my little crowd that i was gonna have you everybody was sending me a lot of messages the first um thing i want to say is that my podcast, yes, it's about sex, dating, and relationships. Why do I love bringing people that talk about wellness? I think it's a huge part of how well we relate to other people. Do you agree? I completely agree. I mean, if you're not feeling fit and healthy physically, mentally, you know, that's going to pour into other areas of your life, whether that's your career, your relationships, your family. So, yeah, you know, making sure that your cup is full 
and your field and your best is definitely going to help with all of those other relationships that we have in life. Exactly. So there you go. This is why I really wanted to talk to Jamie. Your Instagram, I found it a while ago. It's called Body Smart Fitness for those of you that haven't found it yet. I love the way you talk about it because, of course, nowadays with social media, so many people call themselves experts and there are so many fad diets. Nah, 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 try this, try that, try that. When I found your Instagram and I look at your videos, I love the way you talk to people. I love the way you explain, like very matter of fact about body, uh, weight loss, health. We're going to dissect everything. But can you give us a little bit about your background? How did you decide to do that? How do you come up with the videos? Just, just tell my audience a little bit about your work first. Yes, so I'm, I'm one of four. I've got three younger sisters and I've got an amazing mum. Um, I'm growing up, you know, I watched all of them, you know, struggle with their weight and their body image, uh, which was, you know, a struggle because I'd never seen that in them, you know, obviously being my, my sisters and, and my mum. As I got into personal training, uh, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm an in-shape guy. I'm going to attract a lot of male clients. And, you know, after about a year, I had about 90% female clients, women clients. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I've done a little bit of a, a survey and found out you know from all the clients that i was working with i was like why why do you think i've got so many women clients and they're like oh i just feel like i can talk to you you're probably like one of the only guys i've spoke to about my menstrual cycle i don't feel judged when i talk to you so you know when i went online back in 2015 that it seemed like the natural way to go in terms of coaching just women um and since then you know it's been it's been eight years online and we've got wow. an amazing team of 35 now um, and but you know we're, we're changing lives every single day and that's that's our, our our passion our journey our mission to keep you know keep changing more more women's lives yeah that's and i love that that's incredible you have a million followers however you don't bullshit right because we all know a lot of yes. people out there they bullshit especially women like buy this pill and if you take this you're gonna lose your belly you're really really focused and very real which is totally my style very honest so i want to start with probably one of the hardest questions and a lot of girls send me that question and a lot of women even my girlfriends talk a lot about that they say, oh, you're an expert, you're in shape, you look amazing. It's yeah. easy for you to talk to people about getting in shape. What would you say, let's say somebody's sedentary, somebody that is mm -hmm. kind of like a couch potato or has a crazy busy life. Cause you know, a lot of women, yeah. moms and mm -hmm. everything, they're like, oh, I'm so busy. Like somebody that never, doesn't have the working out type lifestyle. What would you say to encourage them to take the famous difficult first step? You do, you just have to take that first step and you know, our, our hashtag and as you alluded to is cut the BS and that. That means cutting the bullshit with all the stuff in the health and fitness space, but it also means cutting the bullshit with yourself. You know, a lot of people who say they can't make time, you know, go and look at your screen time. Go and look how much time you spent on social media today. Like you can make the time and something is always gonna be better than nothing. And a lot of a lot of women, at least a lot of women we work with, have a very all or nothing mentality. Well, if I can't exercise five times a week and I can't eat the perfect diet, then what's the point? And as long as you, you know, hold on to that mentality and belief, it's going to keep you stuck. So for us, it's always about just taking that first step, whether that's being consistent with getting off for walks, whether that's making, you know, more consistent, you know, healthier food choices and building upon that over time. You know, if you change too much too quick, we often just revert back to both habits and behaviors. It feels too uncomfortable and yeah. foreign. So the goal to make a sustainable change is actually to make small, consistent steps forward. So it actually feels easy to factor in to your lifestyle. Yeah, no, I agree. I think 
and tell me if you agree or if you think I'm wrong. A lot of people, and I hear that, and I'm, let's talk about women mostly, but I hear so many girls like, I gotta lose weight. And then they go, let's say for 10 days or 15 days on some crazy, crazy, unrealistic crash diet, right? They cut everything out of their diet. Now this Ozempic craziness that's going yeah. around the United States. I don't know if you heard about that. Some crazy shit that they know is not sustainable and it's bad for their health. Um, so it's unrealistic, right? Why would you want to lose like 10 pounds in 10, 15 days? What do you say to those people? Is You, you will just continue to be trapped by adding that yo-yo diet train for the rest of your life unless you realize that looking for the quick fix is is holding you back from seeing long-term success with your healthy wellness, your body, your mental health. You know, going on a, a fad diet and losing 10 pounds or 15 pounds in 15 days and then gaining it all back and doing it again, not only is it like physically not healthy, it's it's a mental shit show as well. Like your mental health goes in a tank, you feel like you failed again, why couldn't I keep this up? And then, you know, when you throw weight loss drugs in there as well, you know, that's just another sort of band-aid on the, the bigger problem and the yeah. bigger issue. And you can also just become reliant. So it's like, now I need to take Ozempic or I need to take a weight loss, uh, you know, medication in order to lose weight. And it kind of, it, it robs you of ever actually finding success with yourself, which is, you know, where nobody wants to be. No one wants to be stuck in that, that loop of I diet completely, and the, diet for the rest of the life. No, I completely agree with you. For me, my approach uh, with my body, my my health is something that has to be long term. It has to be a lifestyle. I think it's not about like finding results really quickly. But I do know that if somebody's a little overweight or out of shape in general, mm -hmm. they get frustrated because they don't see results right away. How long? You're a professional trainer, obviously. You have an amazing body and you do train women, you coach women to lose weight. How long is a realistic timeline until you actually look in the mirror and you say, okay, you're going to see results? It, it's always going to come down to people's starting points. It depends on what they're measuring as results. But, you know, even like after a couple of weeks, you can definitely be seeing the scales move in the direction you want if you're looking to lose weight. You can definitely see start to see consistent progress in the gym and, and start to make some strength gains so you know you can definitely see results after a couple of weeks but it's it's you know there's other determinant factors like genetics you know uh your starting points from people who've trained for years in the past and then taking time off they'll have muscle memory their bodies will change faster so you know you but in terms of measurable success and results you, you can really start to see things in a couple of weeks which is really important to build that momentum and then ultimately start to feel a little bit more motivated to take action yeah i saw a video a few days ago that you did and i absolutely loved it i think i reposted you said and and that always works for me i'm not a big scale type girl like i don't weigh myself every single day i know like whatever i fluctuate like you know i know my ideal weight the way i like my body maybe it's 117 pounds because i'm very short people think i'm tall but i'm tiny and between 117 and like 120, if it goes up like 122, 123, I'm like, okay, you know, cut down, whatever. But in yeah. general, it's like my clothes fit. If I know yeah. everything is fitting, I feel great. And you did a really, really interesting video about that. Like you gave people a bunch of ideas how they should look at small victories, right? As opposed to yeah. just the weight on the scale. Uh -huh. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so when we just become hyper-focused on just losing weight, we forget all the other benefits that are maybe happening for us to elicit that weight loss to happen. 
So often when people are consistently losing weight, they're making healthier food choices, they're eating more nutrient-dense foods, they're moving the body on a consistent basis, you know, and they've got possibly, you know, more energy, they're feeling good, they're sleeping better, you know, they're enjoying time with their kids, their loved ones more, you know, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, they're having PBs and, and, and workouts. So there's, a, there's all these other wins sometimes that are happening outside of weight loss, and we call them non-scale victories. And we got our clients to celebrate them as much as possible, because even though they're on this weight loss journey, if you start to celebrate all these other lifestyle benefits alongside it, it makes the journey bigger than just a scale, which mm-hmm. is really important. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. So one of these victories is you fit better on your clothes, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe the Correct. pair of jeans that was tight on you and you put it on and it feels so good. Uh, yeah. What would be another one? Another one could be, you know, you feel more confident in yourself. You walk with yeah. your shoulders a little bit further back. Um, you know, you've got a bit more stride in your, in your step. You're feeling more confident to go for a promotion and work. You've generally got more energy. Yeah. You know, you've got better gut health. So overall, some of these things that were maybe a little bit debilitating, now are starting to feel a lot better and you've got a lot more energy. And the more energy you have, the more time you have to. So like, you know, if you get to the five o'clock after you finish your work day and you're shattered and you just want to lie down on the sofa and be a couch potato, as you said, you know, you're almost robbing yourself of that evening. But if you've got energy and you can go out with your partner and have some fun and play yeah. with the kids or do whatever it is you choose to do because you've got energy, you, you literally buy you know, your life back in a, in a sense. Yeah, totally. One thing that I suggest, and, and I'm not a, an expert by any means, I just talk about it with my girlfriends. Like you go do, if you know that you're sedentary, right? You don't exercise every day. Maybe you're a little overweight, maybe not. Because a lot of people are not overweight, but they're sedentary. So you go and you do a blood test because I think like one of my best friends, she's 36 years old. She doesn't work out whatsoever, right? She works so hard. So that's her excuse. So I said, let's go to the doctor. She went to the doctor and her blood test was a huge wake up call for her because she's 36 and she has high sugar on her blood. The cholesterol is off. And so the doctor said, listen, lady, you're so beautiful. But if you don't start moving your ass, like by the time you're 40, you're probably going to have diabetes. That was a wake up call. So I think it's probably always a great idea. Like if you're listening out there, go get like if you're sitting on the couch and you're listening to us and you don't know how to get started, maybe go get a blood test and then you see the results and that might motivate you to start moving and then you can look at the blood test a while after a while again do you think that's a good idea yeah i think anything that can give you a a, a shock factor for change you know some people's reasons why for changing is is actually quite sad you know they might have seen a parent pass away or they might have watched a friend you know have high blood pressure have a heart attack you know it's often when these sort of like you know free unfortunate events happen and drive some people into action but yeah if you can you know maybe just go and get a blood test and see actually you're not that healthy even if you feel like hey i'm not an unhealthy weight you know it can be that wake-up call and even if you are overweight and you go and get that blood test and you see hey this is all in the red it becomes very clear that like what you're doing is needs to change and you know you, you will just unfortunately become another statistic in your 40s 50s 60s that you know, maybe gets diabetes, could possibly lose a limb, has heart disease. And yeah. fear isn't always a great driver for some people. Like it doesn't always work, but it, but it <laughs> definitely can give some people a kick in the butt and, <laughs> to, you know, to get started. Yeah, totally. Now let's talk about, about the weight for a minute. Uh, is, is it true that uh, uh, some guys send me this question? 
Is it true that sometimes you are losing weight, meaning losing fat, but if you start weight training, you're gaining muscle, so you weigh yourself and the weight is still the same or even more, but in a healthier way, or that's not true? Yeah, so this gets this gets talked around a lot because people want to, you know, the people have got such a negative relationship with the scales. So it's like we want to almost tell ourselves a story that if we're not losing weight when we're trying to lose weight, that it must be because we're maybe gaining muscle at such a rate. But building muscle is a marathon. It takes a long time. Yeah. Like a long time. Like how know, long? You know, your standard woman would be lucky to build three to five pounds of muscle in a year. And, okay. you know, maybe even less if they are in a calorie deficit. So because a calorie deficit is a suboptimal place to build muscle, it's an energy deficit. You're, you're, giving your bodies, you're giving your body fewer calories a day than your body burns. So your body actually, in essence, eats itself. That's what fat is, it's stored energy. Right. So if you're in a, a calorie deficit, an energy deficit, that's not a great place for your muscles to grow. Mm. So there's the chance that you are basically gaining muscle at such a rate that it is negating the fact that you should be losing weight. It's just, just often not happening, unless you're looking at a much longer timeline. So if you're looking at like six months a year, you know, could somebody almost stay the same weight, but they got a lot stronger over that year and their body changed? Yes, you know, you can almost kind of stay the same weight, but you're looking at like a one year timeline. And most people, you know, when they're talking about this, they're thinking, hey, like I haven't lost any weight the past three, four weeks because I'm gaining muscle. And that often isn't the case. If you're, if you're not losing weight at that point, it's often down to the fact that you are just eating too many calories and that's a, a bitter pill for some people to swallow. Yes. Okay, yeah, so let's go to the, you did this post a little while ago and I love it and I remember about it every single day. It's, the, let's simplify everything. I think it simplifies, summarize everything you just said and it makes it very easy, no bullshit. Mm -hmm. If you eat less, you lose weight, correct? Yes. It's correct. as simple as that, no BS. If you eat less and eat plenty of protein and you capitalize plenty of protein, mm -hmm. you start losing body fat. Right. So in, if, you, if somebody out there is a little obese, a little overweight and wants to lose weight, the first thing is eat less. The second thing is more protein, correct? Yeah, so you want to, but nobody wants to just, I've never heard anyone say they want to lose muscle. Your muscle is going to give your body shape. It's going to make you more metabolic. Right. You're going to burn more calories. You're going to look good. You're going to have more of that toned uh, physique. So, you know, anyone who's looking to lose weight often is looking to lose fat, not fat. just weight. Yeah. And you're going to want to make sure that, as you're saying here, you're getting enough protein in your diet, you get an adequate sleep, and most importantly, that you're doing resistance training so your body has a reason to hold on to that muscle, or if not, be training in a progressive way to try and build some muscle mm -hmm. while in a deficit. And that's really how you're going to maximize fat loss, not just weight loss. Yeah, so this is really important. These are the keywords. We want to lose body fat, not necessarily weight. So, and then the number three of this perfect formula. You eat less, you eat plenty of protein, and then you said strength mm -hmm. train. That way you're losing yep. body fat and you're gaining muscle. So it's not just about like, I see so many girls doing that. Like, I'm going to cut, I'm going to eat lettuce because I want to lose a lot of weight and I'm going to run like a maniac. They use like those yep. uh, sweat suits, all kinds of crazy shit. That doesn't do a lot of good for your body, correct? You, what, what will happen is you'll, you'll lose fat and muscle. 
So you know, because you're maybe not getting enough protein, because you're not strength training, you can lose a lot of fat and muscle in a deficit. And if you're wearing sweatsuits, you'll drop a lot of water. If you're cutting carbs, you'll, you'll lose a lot of water. And then, you know, people might see these huge scale losses, but then the second they eat more carbohydrates, the second they drink more water, you know, they can gain 10 pounds overnight. I mean, it's like, oh, what's the point? You know, this is too hard, it's too difficult, and you could sort of revert back to, to old habits and behaviors. I know. I think that's that's the thing that frustrates people the most. So if a girl is listening to us and she's like, okay, great, I'm going to try, I'm going to do all these things right. I'm going to start strength training today. How long does it take until, I know you said it takes maybe a year to build up muscle, but most yeah. girls are not like guys. Guys want to see, right, the guns and everything, the muscle. Mm -hmm. We just want to feel a little defined, a little toned. Yeah. How long until we look in the mirror like, okay, I have a little bit more muscle tone. So you can be a, the most muscular woman and have lots of muscle on you and be really strong. But if, you, if you're carrying too much body fat, you're never going to see that that tone defined look. So it's really important to make sure that you're actually getting your body fat's coming down so you can actually like display and show that muscle. So that's when people say tone, tone really just means lose fat and, and build muscle. In terms of how long can, realistically, would you want to give it before you can start to see some tone and muscle on your frame? If you're new to training, you get what's called like newbie gains, your body you know, reacts really well to, to training in the beginning. So, you know, three to six months, you can really start to see some progress. And that first year, you'll make a lot of progress if you keep following a progressive plan. But that's that's really what's key there is making sure that you are following a progressive plan. So you're not just going to the gym and doing the, the same movements and the same exercises with no progression. You want to make sure that you're adding a little bit more weight, doing a couple of extra reps, you know, increasing the range of motion and trying to progressively overload how much tension you're putting on your muscles under. Okay, so but realistically, if I, uh, I go to the gym today and I, I get a yeah. trainer or even your program, which is awesome, and I start doing the weights and everything in my body, let's say some girl has a little bit of flabby arms, you know, the, the number one complaint mm. of girls, or doesn't have the definition in the abs, realistically, wait at least like, let's say 90 days. Yeah, and I think right. you're setting yourself up for more realistic success then as well. You know, if you, and if you, like, try and show me anyone who's actually lost, like, crazy weights in 21 days, crazy amounts of weight, and then just not put it all back on. It, it doesn't exist. So giving yourself more like a 90-day time frame, you know, gives your, your body, your mind time to actually, you know, build some strength, lose some fat, and, and ultimately actually see a, a positive change. If it was... If it was that easy and you could lose and wait in 21 days and get in fantastic shape, everyone would be walking around, toned, defined, looking great, having six packs. It's it's not that easy. It's not impossible, and you can get there by taking you know small consistent steps forward. But it's you're not respecting how difficult it is to get there if you think you can just do it in 21 days. Right. I think it's it has to be like a, a long term commitment. Correct. A long term commitment to your life and your health. Yeah, so, you know, we don't, we're not, when we're looking to, our goal is to get healthy and stay healthy. Yeah. Our goal is not to get healthy for summer and then be unhealthy. Just like the way the goal isn't to get married and be married for a season. The goal is to get married and stay <laughs> married, you know, for, for life for a lot of people. A lot of these games that we're playing, 
or infinite games. So it makes sense that the steps that you're taking are ones that are a lot more sustainable for the rest of your life. Yeah, totally. I love that. A lot of people send this question. So I'm curious to know your opinion as well. Nowadays, crazy social media, all these celebrities, impossible standards, and a lot of women, especially young women, are influenced, right, by what they say, by what they do. So a bunch of girls send me, when you watch, I don't know if you watch or if you look at social media, let's say a person like Kim Kardashian. She has hundreds of millions of followers. She's a gazillionaire. And then she puts all over her social media and on her TV show, like, Uh, she's working out with this sweatsuit and she's eating salads only because she got to fit in the Marilyn Monroe dress and her waist is like a size 24. No, 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 no. And then all these girls that are so young, they start doing all these crazy trends and it's driving their moms crazy. As a personal trainer, how do you feel when you see these celebrities putting this stuff out there on the internet? And what would you say to a girl that comes to you and like, oh, I want to look like her. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really difficult. These these big celebrity icons have such a huge influence on people. And the message that they're putting out, out there is is not it's not great. It's influenced some women and young girls, especially in, in an unhealthy way. It's probably having a big impact in the rise of eating disorders and, and causing, you know, massive amounts of mental health issues for these young girls. You know, you've, you've really got to, and especially to, to mums or mums listening, you really want to take ownership of who your, you know, daughters and young girls are seeing as role models, because if, if that's their role models when it comes to their health and wellness, you know, you're almost setting them up for a lifetime of yo-yo diets and misery and maybe try, you know, trying to achieve un, unrealistic beauty standards, which is not going to do their physical health or mental health any good. So instead, you know, finding someone that has a more realistic approach, finding someone that, you know, embodies the the health and wellness that you also value and making sure that they're taking steps to, to become that person and are able to put the, the blinkers on almost and ignore the noise of, of these influencers and celebrities um, and being able to, you know, take whatever value you want from them, whether that's whatever that might be. I mean, I don't take any value from the Kardashians. <laughs> um, I mean, I some know. of them have got great businesses and, and you could definitely look at them for that, like the way they've yeah. been able to, you know, amass such a following and influence. But, you know, other than that, in terms of what they do for the health and fitness space and what they do for, for, for young girls, you know, there's, I definitely am I'm not on board with that side of things. No, I totally agree with you. For an adult, for a woman adult, yes, we're intelligent. You're like, come on, you got to be stupid if you're going to compare yourself to what they're doing. But for I have a friend who has teenage daughters and my friend is going crazy because these teenage daughters keep bringing them, like I said, models and realities to la la la. Look, mommy, look. And they're like, I don't know how to, you know, teach my daughters about body positivity. I don't know how to explain to them. You have you have a daughter yourself, right? No, I don't. You don't. Who was it was somebody else's kid in one of your videos then. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's my uh, my my sister's. Oh, okay. So 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 you're okay. So you have you have a, a, a niece. So if, if these little girls, like, and you're a trainer, what would you say to them if they came to you and said, Uncle Jamie, but look, she looks so beautiful. She's so skinny. Like for younger, impressionable girls, what is your message? So this is like, I, I used to struggle with this as a, as a young lad. I used to struggle with body dysmorphia and comparing myself to other people who were in, you know, amazing shape. 
the the hard part is is like you know comparison really is the the thief of joy there's there's this amazing song it's, it's a little bit old right now called um you should always wear sunscreen it's very much a song about life if you ever <laughs> listen to it it's definitely worth worth it but one of the lines in the song um this is back when beauty magazines were here and, and social media wasn't maybe showing my age a bit now but it's uh the, one of the lines is um don't you know don't look at beauty magazines they will only make you feel ugly and <laughs> if you kind of look at what social media is doing now you've got this you know curated feed of everyone who's trying to paint the perfect picture the perfect life the perfect angle angles and it's not real life and if you're looking through social media in that distorted lens and then judging yourself in the mirror about how you feel about yourself you're, you're setting yourself up for a world of pain yeah um, and it's it's really just accepting that you you can the only thing that you can do and that we should all strive for is to be the best version of ourselves you know and just I to focus that. on our own levels of self-improvement you know see what our bodies are capable of you know your body is the greatest instrument you will ever own it is your home yeah making a point of looking after that and becoming the best version of you is, is quite frankly the best yes. thing that you can do i love that and it's so rewarding right i i i think it's fun for me taking care of myself i do it for me i don't do it for a boy i don't do it for dating i just love waking up and running with my dog and looking at myself in the mirror oh my god you look so great for your age it makes me feel good that that's what what keeps me going we're gonna take a two minute break when we come back so hold that thought jamie i want to talk about your food porn video i loved that i want to compare if that's okay with you i want to talk a little bit about the differences in cultures since you are in a different country than you we are i'm sure you know it's such a huge problem in the united states the ginormous portions and how people eat so i definitely want to talk a a little bit about that as soon as we come back and then i want to ask you about the carbs carbs the myth and truths let's demystify all of that we'll be right back this is a really fun super important episode of cat on the loose with jamie moran moran right moran i want to say that right moran Moran, Body Smart (laughs) Fitness. We'll be right back. As we are talking to Jamie about being in shape, being active, living a healthy, happy lifestyle, I always, always go back to talking about sexual health. It makes me sad that it's still such taboo to talk about sex. When we talk about sex toys, when we talk about pleasure, alone or with our partners it, it's kind of like people people see it as something dirty underground and it breaks my heart because sex is one of the healthiest organic activities anyone can do to fill up our brain and our bodies with great hormones but anyways because this podcast is about sex dating and relationships i created prazeres sex toys prazeres means pleasures in portuguese and it's basically super sexy adorable fun flirty sex toys for happy healthy fulfilling sex lives of course we're talking about consenting adults here but these toys are amazing a lot of them are tiny they're perfect for summer travel a lot of them are flirtatious a lot of them are basic like the bunny but i highly encourage you go check them out we should all have our toys if you're single you shouldn't wait to be in a relationship or have sex with someone to have your your great great orgasms it's good for you go for it check it out 
prazerestoys.com. It's P-R-A-Z-E-R-E-S toys.com. I am offering a fabulous discount all the way to the end of summer. All you have to do is use code SUMMERFUN at checkout for a great discount and a free gift with your order. Get your toys. And guys, if you're listening, so many girls wanna enhance foreplay and have some toys in bed. You have no idea. So go for it on Instagram. It's also Prazeris Toys. Enjoy it. Let's have our O's. It's hydration season. Get ready for the beach season. Feel better about yourself season. It's a lot for those of us too busy to put our health first. And everything from your smartwatch to your mother is making you feel guilty about not feeling healthy enough. Introducing 310 Nutrition, home to 310 hydrates and lemonade mixes. These water enhancers make drinking more water easier, healthier, and more delicious, without the sugar and with all the great taste. Silence those watches and hang up that phone, and kick back with these ultimate water enhancers. 310 Hydrates are full of key vitamins, electrolyte minerals, and bold and exciting flavors such as lemon lime, peach mango, wild berry, or the variety box to try them all. Plus, 310 Lemonades have an energizing, satisfying ingredient blend with no sugar, with flavors like peach pear, watermelon, and kiwi strawberry. Right now, 310nutrition.com is offering 50% off up to $100 off your first order. So use the code SPRING24 and get your guilt-free hydration started today. That's 310nutrition.com, code SPRING24. Okay, we're back with Jamie. I hope you guys uh, go to his Instagram because his videos, if his videos don't encourage you, to get out of the couch and go kick some ass and have a healthy lifestyle, nothing will because you make the best, mo- most like inspirational. I, I don't like those videos with BS on them. You know, I that's why I love your videos. Your views are really, really fun and, and right to the point. So go check it out. Body okay. Smart Fitness. Jamie, let's jump right back uh, in here because I have so much I want to cover. Are you ready? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. So you did a video the other day that I loved about food porn. And I freaking yeah. loved because you were like, stop watching porn. But you're not talking about sex porn. You're talking about food porn. And I agree. You yeah. guys got to go there and check out this video. Like the portions and the gooey food. Can you talk about a little bit about that video and what inspired you? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's one of the things that's definitely making it harder for people to maintain a healthy weight nowadays is, is just the sheer volume of high palatable calorie dense foods. And, you know, I've been there, you watch a food porn video and it's just like you're almost drooling after you've watched it. And you, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry now. You know, it makes me want to go and I'm salivating to go and have something else. <laughs> so, you know, if you're if you're somebody that's already struggling with your weight, even to maintain your weight or lose your weight, it makes sense with how much influence social media can have on us to unfollow somebody's pages. So you're, you're not having that like midday, like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. So yeah, you know, again, it's, it's just setting a huge part of successful weight loss is just setting your environment up for success. And with how much time we spend on social media nowadays, you know, your feed has a huge influence on that. Yeah, I agree. Here in the, so let's talk uh, uh, comparing our cultures because I'm not sure how it is uh, where you are in England. Here in the United States, and I'm sure you know that, it's such a huge freaking problem. Number one, junk, 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 junk. Everywhere you go, it's junk food. Like horribly in terms of nutrition and a ton, a ton of fat and super cheap. It's very expensive to eat healthy here. 
crazy expensive. Basically, like I'll give me as an example, because I love to eat clean for my health and my stomach and everything. I think the only money I spend on myself is to be able to eat clean, like, you know, green juices, organic fruits and vegetables, because it's so freaking expensive. And then you go to McDonald's and you can eat like this huge, disgusting meal for like, I think 10 bucks, 12 bucks. Is this the same in England? Like, is that a big problem or do people in general eat healthier there? I mean, we, the UK and England is, is probably a little bit behind the US, but not far. You know, we have a an obesity epidemic here that's on the rise and, and, you know, people are becoming more overweight and it's similar to what's happening. You know, people aren't cooking food at home as much. People are eating more of these highly processed foods that are, you know, full of calories. People are, are busy. Everyone's so much busier yeah. nowadays with, with work and life and, you know, both parents at home working. So all of this is playing into people just grabbing food on the go. Yeah. That's, that's highly processed and not as nutritious and it's all playing into you know people just gaining them weight um but yeah you know and on top of that you know your, your organic healthier food is definitely more expensive to have and then also you know probably takes more time to cook and you know so if you, you take two of those things in, into play something's costing more money to, to taste good and it's also taking more time to prep and cook you know people are just not making the time anymore or, or the investment and they're just going for that sort of you know easier sort of quicker option and that's that's you know having a, a real knock-on effect onto their bodies and weight yeah which is a huge shame right because i personally think being busy is zero excuse i am one of the busiest people i ever met in my life honestly my day is literally yeah. every minute of my day is taken and I still find ways to eat healthy. Here, for example, one of the number one things that makes people uh, fat, and again, I'm not a nutritionist, and I'm not an expert, but I mean, it's all over the news. All the, yeah. the experts say, people, they will say, they're like, oh, I'm not gonna buy an organic fruit, like organic strawberries, because it's $6. And then they walk out of their house to go to work. They're really busy. They stop at Starbucks, and they buy the grande, whatever they call drink, with yeah. whipped cream, it's not even coffee, it's yeah. like a freaking shake and it has a thousand billion calories and 10 yeah. gazillion grams of sugar. And I'm like, yeah. well, if you do the math, I promise you, you spend a lot more on your Starbucks crazy shakes than I, I spend on my organic strawberries and I throw them in the blender and I make like a protein shake in the morning, like after my intermittent fast, we're gonna talk about intermittent fast. And I think that's a, yeah. a really easy hack, a really easy hack. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, those coffees that you're talking about aren't coffees, the desserts. So basically people are having a dessert, you know, for breakfast as their first meal of the day. Right. 500,000 calories sort of coffee. Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's the same thing when people make excuses. I don't have enough time, but then I'm spending three hours on social media. Yeah. I don't have enough money, but I then spend you know, $10 a day in Starbucks. Yeah. You, know, you A lot of the time people are making excuses and, and there is, that's a big part of our hashtag, which is cut the bullshit, is that you do need to cut the yeah. bullshit with yourself. You can make time, you can find the finances, yeah. you can make healthier choices, you're choosing not to, and that's ultimately what's keeping you stuck. Love it. Cut the bullshit. I'm going to start using that hashtag as well. No excuses. And I love this phrase that you used. Uh, set yourself up for success. I learned that from you. And nobody's perfect. So I'm sure everybody out there has a weakness, right? My weakness was for the longest time, like for a few years, 
I went through hell because everybody puts like, oh, I'm so stressed. Da, da, da. Yeah, okay. My husband died. My mom died. My life turned upside down. I was going through a phase and I love wine and cheese. That's my weaknesses. One beautiful day I wake up like, okay, Catherine, you're starting to have a little a wine belly pouch. You're like a little uh, more pounds than you ever were in your life. And then I found you and you're like, cut the bullshit. Set yourself up for success. So I was like, okay, why am I buying wine every day? Why is my refrigerator filled with cheese? If I know at 7 p.m. I am so fucking tired. I'm like, okay, give me my glass of wine. I stopped doing that a few months ago. And I said, yeah, wine is going to be my treat, maybe Friday night. And then I, I lost all those pounds. I feel so much better. And now you open my refrigerator instead of like 10 different types of cheese seven days a week. Like I said, yeah. I have the berries. I have the bananas. I have if I'm starving, they're right there. So setting yourself up for success, I think, is a huge part of being successful, right? Yeah, again, you know, we said a little bit earlier, like if you want to be healthy, the goal is to be healthy for life. Yeah. So if you can if you can set your environment up for success to the point where it feels easy, well, it makes sense that you could do it for a long time if it feels easy. And like having those things that are tempting, like cheese or wine or whatever, you know, whatever your go-to is, if that's always in the house and in reach, you know, it's going to be so much easier for me. We have this uh, chocolate called uh, dairy milk in the UK. And <laughs> I know that chocolate. <laughs> yeah, you, they have a dairy milk called Oreo. And if you give me a big bar of that, like I'm just woofing the whole thing back. Yeah. You know, so like for me, it's like, I'll enjoy that if I'm out. If I, you know, but I wouldn't have it in the house because, you know, it's just like, why do I want to put the temptation there? Exactly. Um, you know, we, yeah. You can, you know, we're not all David Goggins with the, you know, the willpower coming through our, you know, coming through our ears. You know, a lot of us <laughs> need to set our environments up for success just to make the, the journey a hell of a lot easier because it does. And then also, like and i'm sure you've experienced this when you have that wine or you have that cheese you enjoy it even more yes you're not having it on a consistent basis yes exactly now when i treat myself like maybe once or twice a month i'm like you know what tonight i'm gonna do my cheese platter and i'm gonna have two glasses of wine it became like you said a pleasure as before it was becoming a crutch and I know a lot of people are like that with sugar. Sugar is severely addictive, right? Some doctors go to the extent of saying sugar is as addictive to cocaine. I don't know if that's true well, or not. Yeah. No, but they say yeah. that like yeah, because yeah. you get, you literally get addicted to sugar and you need to have that all the time. So if that's the case, why are you going to leave, like you said, a bunch of candy bars around every single day if you know it's bad for you? Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, maybe those doctors have, not, have never had cocaine, if that's how they think. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, you know, but it's, um, yeah, you know, sugar is definitely one of those things that's, you know, spicy blood sugar. It doesn't really fill you. It's not satiated and it often, come, you know, leaves you with a bit of a crash and coming back for more. Um, and it's, it's extremely calorie dense. So, yeah, it's, it's not to completely demonize sugar, but you know, in moderation. In moderation. The amount that you're having. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so let's talk about moderation for a second. Uh, many years ago, I read a very controversial book, but I think it's a very honest book and I absolutely loved it. It's called Why French Women Don't Get Fat. And I complete, okay. in, a, in a nutshell, like, and mm. I'm half French and I agree with the book. You are never going to see a French girl saying, I'm not going to have the wine. I'm not going to have the cheese. I'm never going to have carbs because they will have the croissant. They will have the mm. dessert. They will have the steak with the Bernays sauce, right? All the sauce have a lot of butter. Yeah. yeah. The secret yeah. is 
the famous petit portion, the famous small portion, which Americans seem to not understand. You go to a restaurant in the United States and their plate is like literally family size. It drives me crazy out of my mind. And if the restaurant gives the person a smaller plate, they literally complain and put a bad review on the restaurant. Oh, it was so expensive and they gave me so, so little food. It's a huge problem. And I believe that's the main reason why so many people in this country are obese. Do you agree? And do you guys have the same problem where you are? Yeah, our, our portions are not as big as the, the, the state. I've been to the United States quite a lot of times. I think the, the first time I went to the Cheesecake Factory, um, you right. know, we, ordered, <laughs> we ordered some nachos as a starter and the normal nachos size is quite small in the, in the UK. And this one quite come out and it must have had 5,000 calories in just the starter. And it was, you know, we didn't, we couldn't even finish it. You know, it would have, it would have been way too many calories just to finish just the nachos from, <laughs> from there. So yeah, you know, like we actually were so full in the Cheesecake Factory. We ended up having to get cheesecake to just take out because we couldn't <laughs> possibly eat anymore. Um, and yeah, you know, if that's the, the, the amount of food that people are getting served up, there's plenty of studies showing that you will, if you've got more plates on your food, you will just keep eating more. Um, and that sort of hunger signal that we get um, I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes I can finish a meal and I don't, I actually still feel hungry, but if I just wait 20 minutes, the, you know, the, the hunger goes away, you know, the satiation kicks in a lot more and it's just taking that a bit of time for your body to digest that food versus if people aren't doing that and they've just got these crazy huge calorie dense portions, you're constantly overeating, you're constantly over consuming. Um, and, and, and to be honest, become, making a habit of becoming quite gluttonous. Yeah, no, and I agree because like I said, both my cultures in Brazil, people love food, love food, and they eat a ton of fried food, which is something I don't eat, but but the Brazilian girls are thin. They're, they're thin. They have beautiful bodies. Why? Because I really believe they eat a little bit of everything they want. They eat rice, they eat beans, they eat red meat, they eat bread in the morning, you know, like the French baguette, they eat the same stuff. I think the problem here is not what they eat. I think the problem here is whatever it is that they choose is so freaking huge. It's the amount, yeah, it's the volume. It's the volume. It, yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's definitely one of, one of the pieces that's causing, you know, the obesity epidemic to, to rise. There's the lack of movement that's causing that as well. Um, like you said before, the expense of healthy foods. So there's lots of contributing factors, but yeah, you know, again, we just spoke about setting your environment up for success. You know, if you go to a restaurant and then you're served a 3000 calorie meal, you know, again, <laughs> that's another point of, if you go to a restaurant in maybe France, you're not getting saved a 3000 calorie right. meal. So it, these are all parts that can, you know, can make a successful weight loss journey easier. Um, and can also make maintaining your weight easier. Yes, totally. My suggestion, this is what I always do, share the plate. Like if you wanna have an appetizer and entree, even with dates, I'm like, hey, are you a sharer? Like, that's a big thing for me. Like, I want to date someone who's a yeah. sharer. I don't want to do this like, no, I want to have my appetizer. Because that way you, you try two different things and yeah. you eat like small portions. So that's my suggestion mm. to everybody. Just share your food. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's, right? that's something that uh, me and my girlfriend, Steph, always do. We always share our food. And if she doesn't like it, I end up just getting that one. So yeah. that's it. <laughs> but yeah, you get to try more food. You get yeah, to share, guys. Food. Share. Now, yeah. uh, you did another post that was really important. Let's talk about carbs for a minute. Mm -hmm. So many women 
especially women, I don't know, some dudes, but so many women, they're like, I'm not gonna touch carbs, that's what makes me fat. I One of my best friends from college, this was like a, a little over 20 years ago, to this day, she never touched the carb in her life. There is another like little TV celebrity the other day, her husband said, she's like literally, literally like 100 pounds or something, and she said, yes, yeah. I admit, I never touched carbs. I think that's heartbreaking. And I love the post that you, you kind of, you said, carbs are not the devil. Mm -hmm. Can you tell yeah, us? I mean, yeah, carbs, carbs are not the devil. You know, so your calories are broken down into three macronutrients, which are your carbohydrates, your protein, and, and your fats. Now, carbs and, and protein, one gram is four calories, and, and fat, one gram is nine calories. So fat is actually the, has, has got more calories in per gram than, than any other macronutrients. The reason that people have a bad relationship with carbs is that carbs tend to hold water or do hold water. So for every one gram of carbs that you eat, you hold around three to four grams of water. So if you eat a lot of carbs, you can feel a little bit more bloated, you can feel a little bit more heavy. Um, but the, the big the big thing that's drove the, the I hate carb movement or we need to cut <laughs> carbs out is that when people cut carbs, they often lose weight because they go into a calorie deficit but they also drop a lot of water weight. So you tend to see more rapid weight loss when you cut carbs. And then if you introduce carbs back in, you tend to gain the weight back, but you gain a lot of water weight back. So you see rapid weight gain. And this almost reaffirms to people that carbs are the devil. And the only way for me to lose weight is to, is to cut carbs. Um, and it also comes down to just like decision fatigue. So if you just go into the supermarket and say, hey, I'm not eating carbs, well, you start looking at the shopping aisles in a very different way. You know, you're only looking for your protein sources and your fat sources. And often you'll tend to find a lot of these high carb sources can be very calorie dense. So just even by nature of cutting carbs, you might find it easier to maintain an overall, you know, calorie balance or calorie deficit. Yeah, but it's not the case that no, but I, I don't think anybody needs to cut carbs 100% out of their lives, correct? You don't. No, you can, you can enjoy carbs and you can, and you can live a fit and healthy lifestyle. All our clients, you know, eat carbs and get great results. Um, and, you know, as you said, you know, the, the, the French women uh, are eating a, a croissant <laughs> and, and the bread. Um, it's portion control. It's yeah. calorie control. You, there's no one food that makes you fat. It's, it's the volume of food and the volume of calories. So yeah, you know, if you, like why wouldn't you want to, food is one of the, the few pleasures of life. And we, yes. yeah, you know, food is fuel, but it's also there to be enjoyed and it's very yeah. social and co cultural in a lot of ways. Um, and you don't need to deprive yourself of certain foods. You do need to learn how to manage food, but you don't need to cut food and you definitely don't need to cut carbs if you don't want to. I totally agree with you. I cannot imagine a life without the occasional pasta, bread Definitely. you know it's such yeah. a fun part of life what do you think about intermittent fasting i have been doing it for a very long time because my body got used to it it works mm -hmm. for me i usually stop eating around 7 p.m sometimes earlier between 6 and 7 p.m unless it's like a special birthday dinner blah and then so now here it's 9 15 in the morning i usually start eating again 11 a.m it makes me feel great i do it for my health it definitely helps me maintain my weight because i i like decade after decade after decade i kind of have the same weight it works for me what is your opinion about it yeah i think i think you could touch on something really good there which is it works for you so when it comes to successfully maintaining your weight and your health 
you've got to always be really careful about anyone that's dogmatic and says you have to do this you have to not eat carbs you have to do intermittent fasting you know you have to follow a vegan diet you know anyone who has a dogmatic approach is often trying to sell that approach as well off the back of it um so is intermittent fasting good yeah there's there's loads of new research coming about about all the the physical benefits that intermittent fasting can have all the aging benefits it can have it's meant to be you know it's great for your gut uh, when you're fasted you tend to be cognitively sharper so your your brain is is you know i always find if i'm fasting and i'm working i feel really? like my i didn't know that feels lighter i did not yes. know that <laughs> ah yeah, that's why i'm so sharp when, <laughs> okay. yeah when you when you eat food you know there's blood uh, and energy being put into your gut into your stomach to digest that food yeah. so you kind of lose that almost like that mental sharp edge that you can have so yeah you know and that's there's a lot of health benefits there but you know, time restricted eating, which is what intermittent fasting is, can be a great strategy to, to help you lose weight or maintain your weight. Because, you know, if you're normally in over a 16 hour window and you turn that into an eight hour window or a six hour window, mm-hmm. you know, you're, there's less time in the day to eat calories. Don't get me wrong, if you go and slam back a pizza and a tub of Ben and Jerry's in that time, you know, it's not gonna, <laughs> it's, it's still, you're still not gonna see the success you want, but it means, you know, if you're having two meals in that time instead of three, it's often an easier way to calorie control. Yeah, no, and I love that you said it's not one size fits all because some nutritionists, some doctors, some trainers, yeah, they, they, they have this Bible, like you have to do intermittent fasting or, or others are the opposite. They're like, you have to eat as soon as you wake up. It's breakfast, but breakfast yeah. means breaking the fast, meaning it should right. be whatever time works for your life and your body, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. And and even the term and the whole point of like, we need to eat as soon as we wake up. This was a big marketing scheme. I think back in the, it was either the 60s or 70s from Kellogg's and they put this huge push on, you know, breakfast being the most important meal of the day so that people would actually (laughs) buy cereal and eat breakfast. Um, But no, you know, breakfast is exactly what you just said, which is breaking the fast. And you know, when that is for you, whether that's seven o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, it, 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 doesn't quite matter, but yeah, having a level of time restricted eating can, can do wonders for your health and calorie control. I love it. Do you do it yourself? Um, I will do like the occasional like 19, 20 hour fast, probably like once a week um, and just have like a four hour eating window. And sometimes if I'm trying to just lose a little bit of body fat, maybe before like a vacation, I find it like a really easy way to just do a 16 to 18 hour fast and mm-hmm. um, have two meals. The difficult part is trying to get enough protein in, in that time. So I just try and make sure like, you know, first meal has got a double scoop of protein and <laughs> I'll have a big high protein meal just to make sure I can get enough protein in that, you know, short window of time. Okay, so before I let you go, a lot of people send this question and I'm curious as well. What is your, let's say, let's t- tell us how you eat. Like what is your idea? Obviously you train a lot, but what is yeah. your breakfast? Like, let's say somebody wants to know about your lifestyle. What is your favorite breakfast? Yeah, so I try not to share too much of my food because normally the, like, the amount of calories that I can maybe consume next to our clients or women is is a lot different. My probably average calorie intake is about 3,000 calories a day, wow. which is, okay. is quite a lot, but I'm, you know, six foot but three, you're a tr- 250 Oh, you pounds. are? You're six foot three. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> height and weight play a huge part in terms yeah. of how many calories we need as well as activity. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, I typically um, eggs for breakfast, uh, sometimes like six to eight eggs with like avocado and tomatoes. That gets a good like 40, 50 grams of protein in. 
Um, and that's it. Basically, my, my sort of diet is I just try to get 180 to 200 grams of protein, and then I just kind of fill the calories with whatever else. So that's kind of my go-to is like, get 180 to 200 grams of protein and fill the calories with, you know, whatever else I want. But I, I eat fairly consistent. I use HelloFresh, which I don't know if you guys have you in the US. What, what is it called? HelloFresh. Hello, hello ah, um, hello, the, like a, the meal delivery service. Yeah, so the, yeah, you we have the, it. You, you cook the food yourself and we just ah. get like high protein meals on there. And typically, you know, you're just having a different dinner each night and um, we'll typically cook it for four and that could be the lunch the next day. So yeah, you know, Keep but, it simple. But um, without like, out. yeah, but not comparing, I know, not comparing your portions. Yeah, because you train mm. and, and you're super tall and super fit. But your favorite breakfast go-to food is eggs, tomato and avocado. And avocado. avocado. Do you put yeah. any toast, any carbs on it at all? Yeah, I often have like one or two pieces of brown bread as well. Okay, yeah. so yeah, same. I love, Is do you think it's, an? Uh, some people ask me that too, I don't know. Is it unhealthy because of cholesterol if you eat an egg every day? I mean, so if, if me and you ate the same diet or me and anyone else ate the same diet, we can have a different response to it just because of our genetics. So it's always worth, as we said a bit earlier, getting a blood test done at least like once a year uh -huh. or every six months because prevention is, is, is so much better than the cure. So like if you yes. see that you've got high cholesterol, that can be an indication to change your diet. But for most people, you know, eggs are going to be a superfood. Yeah. They are literally going to, you know, give you so many nutrients, minerals, protein, um, fat, healthy fats. You know, eggs are a fantastic, quite cheap source of, of food that can give you a lot. Yeah, I agree. So you eat the, the eggs, spinach and tomatoes. Then you have this HelloFresh. I think it's a great idea if you're busy. A lot yeah. of protein, mm -hmm. a lot of vegetables. If What is your, like, is, do you have a like little cheat food that you love? Yeah, I mean, I, I think me and my girlfriend have eaten ice cream every day for the past like couple of months. A little um, ice cream and ice. So yeah. yeah, we you know we again we don't restrict ourselves. For for me, it matters what you do the majority of the time, not the minority. So for like 80, 90 percent of my diet is coming from these whole nutrient dense foods. Mm -hmm. If I have a two hundred calorie ice cream at the end of the day, you know yeah. it's not going to have an impact in in my overall health markers. Totally, yeah, plus, yeah. you know you get to enjoy a little bit of, of of what you like. So yeah, those those foods are definitely factored in, but it's just important that it's the the minority of the time, not the majority. Yeah, that's. I think that's really important that people need to understand. There's a big difference between a treat and just eating the whole tub of ice cream while watching TV. Correct. Correct. Definitely. What do you think about um, alcohol, soda? A lot of people they drink a lot of their calories. That's something I learned, and it took me a while because I used to love like. Mm -hmm. Uh, my Coke every now and again, Coca-Cola and juices and shit. Slowly, I got all that, that crap out of my diet and it made me feel so much better. So for me, it's yep. literally like water and teas during the week and the occasional glass of wine. What do you think about that? Like people that, that have one drink a night or juice every day? Yeah, I mean, so drinking your calories is always going to be a, a, a not great way of consuming calories. Uh, so I would really try to minimize the amount of calories you drink or, or avoid altogether. Diet drinks, again, they're fine in moderation. If you're having them every single day, then you're becoming reliant on them to an extent. So I would make sure you dial that back. Obviously, there's no calories in them. There's the big uh, speculation that a spa team is worse than the actual calories in Coke. But that's, <laughs> there's a lot of studies to back up that that isn't, isn't the case. Um, Alcohol is a, is a huge one. Alcohol is a 
you know, I think England is probably like the right. drunkest country in the world. Where, like people drink and binge drink a lot here. Um, yes. <laughs> so you know, it's it, it's very cultural in the in the UK and I, possibly in the in the states as well. Yeah. Do you and drink at all? Yeah, I, I do drink. I, I, I do like to, to, I mean, I think I'm the same as everyone. The problem is if I have a couple of drinks, I get carried away and next minute <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm stood on a table somewhere. So, you know, it's, um, I've always got to be very mindful of, of that, especially with how, how busy I am nowadays. But, yeah. you know, with alcohol and, and weight loss, it's obviously, it's a lot of empty calories, but also like you don't tend to make the best decisions after a bottle of wine. You're probably going to order a takeaway or eat yes. something you shouldn't. So then that bottle of wine that's got 700 calories turns into 1500 calories of food wow. and then you're feeling hungover the next day and you overeat yes so it can really have a, a negative <laughs> feedback loop and also alcohol really negatively affects your sleep so you know even just a glass of wine before bed a lot of people will say it helps me sleep but it doesn't it, it absolutely destroys your sleep drinking alcohol before bed so keep it as a treat right one every now and again don't drink the whole bottle <laughs> Yeah, what you do the minority, you know, the minority of the time. So yeah, if you have only your glass of wine here and there, yeah. or you have any odd, you know, big night out, that's fine. But is if it's becoming a consistent thing yeah. and it's hindering parts of your health or weight loss, you know, it's definitely one of those things to cut back or avoid. Very savvy, very savvy, very honest advice. You do train women. Do you do like online coaching if somebody's not there and they love what they're they're hearing and they want to work with you? Yeah, so we we only do online coaching. So oh, we, only we awesome. Okay. Yeah, we only do online coaching. So I used to do in person personal training uh, uh -huh. pre uh, 2015, but now we only work with women online, and we're in about twenty seven different countries. About sixty percent of our clients are in the US, so where wow. where you are, um, and yeah, you know we've got a got an amazing client base, an amazing team, and helping women all over the world. That's fantastic. So guys, please check it out. Body Smart Fitness. If people want to reach you, should they send an email? Should they send a message on Instagram? How do they want it to reach you? Yeah, if you want to reach us, you can follow us on Body Smart Fitness, uh, at Body Smart Fitness. You can send us a DM there. Uh, there's the, the bodysmartfitness.com is our website. You can apply for coaching there. And yeah. uh, we've got a, a podcast, Body Smart Podcast. So yeah, you say Body Smart, podcast. you'll, you'll yeah. find us. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're incredible. This is really, like you said, cut the bullshit. He has over 700 five-star reviews on Trustpilot. Uh, please watch his videos. Let's get moving. It's all about consistency and, and turning it into a lifestyle, right, Jamie? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's making those small steps to make it a lifestyle so it feels easy. But how great you'll feel physically, mentally afterwards, you know, the, the investment in time is, is so worth it. Yes. And last but not least, if you feel better about yourself, you will feel better the way you relate to other people. It's going to be better for your personal relationships, right? Definitely. Yeah. The amount, the amount of clients that we've had their husbands text us saying, I feel like I've got my wife back. You know, people are feeling more confident in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, there's lots of different things that are coming in a really positive way. And it's totally. that's amazing. And that all comes from not having that confidence, that self-belief, feeling good, looking good, yeah. feeling sexy. Yes. You know, who doesn't who doesn't want to be feeling that? So yeah, exactly. taking ownership of your health. Yeah. Getting in the driving seat is, is gonna you're gonna reap the rewards of that in so many ways. One million percent is not about being perfect, it's about looking at the mirror, like you said at the very beginning, be the best version of yourself and and, and appreciate and feel good about what you see, right? exactly 100%. thank you it was such an honor having you jamie body smart fitness you're amazing thank you for all the incredible work you do i really appreciate it thank you so so much guys go move your ass get out of the couch 
Follow him on Instagram, bodysmartfitness, and I'll see you very soon. Kisses. And before I let you guys go, big shout out to one of the biggest biggest supporters of this podcast, Privé LA, luxury concierge worldwide. Privé specializes in luxury travel and accommodations. You know, those difficult to find restaurant reservations, some incredible hotels, exclusive places that you never even thought existed. Also, immersive experience, luxury vacation rentals. If you need an incredible house and a different place for a party, for a wedding, for a reunion, they have everything you can think of. And a multilingual staff, fantastic partners all over the world. So check it out on the internet, privela.com, P-R-I-V-E-E-L-A.com, and on the on Instagram, privela luxury concierge. Send them a message. They will take care of all the reservations for you. So you don't have to. All you have to do is enjoy it. Pack your bags and go.